0: Well, good morning, everyone. Thank you for joining for Sunday service. It's a real joy to be here all together this morning. Um, My name is Nayaswami Anandi. This is Nayaswami Bharat. And we especially want to welcome all of our guests and visitors and offer a big congratulation to our graduates of our meditation teacher training program, another stellar group going out into the world to share master's techniques of meditation. So the reading this morning is from Rays of the One Light, which are weekly commentaries on the Bible and the Bhagavad Gita um, by Swami Kriyananda. This week's reading is on reason versus intuition. Truth is one and eternal. Realize oneness for it. Realize oneness with it in your deathless self within. The following commentary is based on the teachings of Paramahansa Yogananda. Jesus, when addressing his critics, appealed to reason and common sense. In his training of the disciples, however, he, like all great masters, encouraged in them the development of a higher faculty, soul intuition. For it is only by intuition that spiritual perceptions are achieved. In chapter 16 of the Gospel of Saint Matthew, we find Jesus drawing on the intuition of his disciples by asking them who they thought he was in reality. They immediately understood that what he wanted from them was a subtle answer, not some obvious reply based on his nationality, sex, and the like. Peter, it was at last, who understood and answered the question on its intended level, the spiritual. Thou art the Christ, he said, the son of the living God. And Jesus turned to him saying, blessed art thou, Simon, son of Jonah, for not by human nature was this truth revealed to thee, but by my heavenly father. And I tell thee this also, thou art Peter, which is to say a rock. And upon this rock will I build my church and never will the powers of darkness overwhelm it. Jesus was pleased with his disciple for relating to the question on its deepest level. Reason could not have given Peter that answer. The answer came through the faculty of soul intuition and proved him thereby to be a spiritually advanced disciple. It was his intuitive perception, that insight which cannot be shaken by tempests of reasonable doubt that Jesus praised in referring to him as a rock. The church he referred to next was the edifice of cosmic consciousness. Any outer church institution would have to depend, as in fact the Christian churches have always done, on the level of understanding of its individual leaders and members. Peter's intuitive perceptions could never have been passed on to an outward succession of prelates. Clarity comes by direct soul perception. Confusion results from excessive dependence on reason as the guide to understanding. As the second chapter of the Bhagavad Gita states, when your intellect, at present confused by the diversity of teaching in the scriptures, becomes steadfast in the ecstasy of deep meditation, then you will achieve final union with God thus through holy scripture god has spoken to mankind
1: oh
2: good morning i'd like to welcome you to sunday service too i'd like to read from whispers from eternity a book on mystical uh, poems by Paramahansa Yogananda. And uh, I'd like to read a prayer to for removing the cork of ignorance. No more shall my consciousness remain bottled in this little vessel of flesh corked with ignorance. No more will I remain moving through the sea of cosmic consciousness night and day, years, decades, And how many incarnations, so close, yet never able to contact thy sea. Through the the bursting vibration of cosmic sound, and the surging of thy holy name, I have removed the cork of ignorance, which so long separated me from thee, though we live together so closely. Now my body consciousness will meet thy all-surrounding, all-pervading consciousness, no longer will I heedlessly walk. No, no longer will I walk heedlessly in thee, but never knowing and feeling thee. Thine image within me shall meet thy image everywhere. By releasing the Iness in me, I will know that I am thou, and that thou alone art the little egos of us all. Paramahansa Yogananda said that this life is like a mystery novel uh, written by God. And God being beyond the intellect uh, and uh, physical matter, uh, reason alone uh, can't decipher this uh, novel. In fact, Yogananda said people uh, would go crazy trying to read this book uh, uh, if uh, that's all uh, the faculty that they had. And you look at the state of the world today, and uh, and you could sort of see that Yogananda's right. Uh, you know, the 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 reason is an incredible, important faculty, uh, and you know it keeps devotion in balance. It grounds us, uh, but it's it's a limited tool. And people who worship on the the uh, uh, on reason, I, I once Anandi and I we were at a workshop. And there was a a woman scientist from Virginia. And she said, I don't believe in anything I can't see. (laughs) And I just, in my heart, I felt, oh, but your world is so small. Uh, Do you know that Yogananda said that reason and inference and the testimony of the senses has discovered only one millionth of the nature of all things? That leaves a lot left, doesn't it? Uh, the uh, Sri Teshwar talked about the astral worlds as being hundreds of times bigger uh, than the physical world, and then you have other worlds too. And uh, we, uh, the physical senses help helps us to navigate uh, and function uh, in this world, but it's limited because everything comes from consciousness and is driven by consciousness. And when you can get the consciousness right, then uh, everything else comes along with it uh there's so many expressions of that uh when you're in the consciousness of om the uh cosmic sound that uh the world adapts to your needs uh when you go into Christ consciousness and you go beyond vibra- vibratory creation nothing can touch you uh and you're immune uh, to everything and, and so uh If we want to really understand our lives and uh, creation, uh, of course, we have to use our soul perception in order to go deeper. You know, uh, Yogananda talked about the, the saints, they're the greatest scientists of all. Uh, Because uh, they have uh, gone beyond and discovered uh, new worlds and new uh, laws on all the different planes of existence. And you know what their secret is? Uh, He said, if you really want to understand, bring more light to the brain. Now, um, Swami uh, Kriyananda talks about uh, the secret of creativity is to rechannel the life force up the spine. and. and and, uh, Swami also said that intuition is calm feeling and calm feeling is intuition Uh, because uh, well actually Yogananda he said that you know that we we know that the heart is the center of feeling isn't it and uh, if feeling uh, should be passed all the way up and to uh, uh, this the intellect which is here at the spiritual eye and actually has to go through uh, the spiritual life, because it has to go beyond the intellect. And that keeps feeling uh, in the right perspective. You said devotion uh, without, uh, uh, you know, the without calmness. Uh, because actually, from the heart energy, if the energy goes out, uh, Swami has called that disturbed feeling. Uh, and that uh, changes our perspective, doesn't it? Uh, because, uh, 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 our feeling follows our reasoning, or I mean our reasoning follows our feeling, and uh, wrong kind of feeling biases uh, how we're thinking and so this is uh, what's you know our, 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 we're a thinking society uh, <laughs> in the west I've heard in uh, in the east and it's from my own experience too is that uh, people are immediately suspicious about world building on a mental level, uh, they just sort of d- discount it. You know, the, uh, all of our physical senses, they, um, they have another aspect of it, uh, more of a, a spiritual aspect. Uh, and if you, you take this sense of touch, um, when you go deep in the cosmic om, uh, you touch the whole universe. You, you feel every atom in creation vibrating. And you, as, as Yogananda said in Samadhi, he might have gone beyond. I think he was going beyond. He was going beyond uh, uh, the, uh, the world of vibration uh, when he was in Samadhi. But he said, everything in the world is happening within me. And, and you, just, you just feel everything. And then the, the light, uh, when that comes. Uh, in the Gita, it says that the inner light is brighter than a 1,000 suns, and that it's calm. And just and it's just liberating, and um, and as we start to touch these divine realities, of course our whole consciousness changes, and there's and when we when we sense into it or when we have an intuition, there's a sense of rightness uh, and a sense of knowing, uh, and deep understanding. Uh, Anandi and I, we have this uh, friend uh, in Taiwan, and she's a Sharing Nature uh, coordinator there. And she's a very, very deep soul. Uh, she's very joyful, very um, childlike, uh, always playing or meditating, uh, but very, very centered in herself. And everybody's just really, really a- attracted to her. She came over here for a program uh, with our other country leaders. And Sahaja was leading the group. And uh, somebody kicked up a, a, a yellow jacket nest, and they attacked uh, the members uh, as they were on the trail. And a lot of them had the yellow jackets in their hair. And, uh, and the yellow jackets, uh, they often, they'll bite to get good purchase. And then they can jab their stinger in. Uh, and they can jab it numerous times. And so there was a little bit of a commotion, you could say, <laughs> <laughs> in the group. And, uh, and there were people kind of going like this and, and dancing around. And Shao was standing there. And she said to Sahaja, bee? And, um, uh, and uh, Sahaja goes, yeah, yeah, bee. And then she was helping all the people that were reacting to the bees, stinging them and, uh, and biting them as well. Uh, and there, I think there were, She was helping three. Or Sahaja was helping three or four other people, uh, and then uh, uh, things calmed down a little bit. And Shao, she goes, B, and Sahaja. Sahaja looked at her hair, and she had three or four yellow jackets just biting, just real aggressively, just in her head. Uh, but she was just calm and and, and centered. And uh, she, uh, she would call us sometimes from Taiwan. And she didn't know much English uh, at that point. Now she has Google uh, but <laughs> <laughs> translation. Uh, but she would call. We just loved her phone calls because the call would go like this. Joseph and Anandi, shao, happy. <laughs> happy. <laughs> and we would save it and eventually the Ananda phone system would uh, get rid of the message and then we have to wait for her call again. Uh, but she, uh, she attended a, a class by Swami Kriyananda with the other leaders and most of the people spoke English. Uh, but she didn't understand English and she sat uh, absorbed in the class the whole time. And then afterwards her comment was is that, I don't understand a word of English but I understood everything that Swami Kriyananda said. And I believed her just because of the, the depth of, uh, of her soul. And, and this is what intuition does. It just unites us with everything and all of life. Uh, and we were truly with it. I, I think every one of us in this room have had this long, deep desire uh, of just wanting to merge with life and just really be a part of it and not be, uh, have that sense of distance. And that is what's driven us on the spiritual path. And it's through that calm feeling, intuition, that helps us to really have that sense of interior communion uh, with all of life. There's a a, a member of Ananda years ago, he talked about, uh, he was in Mexico and he was uh, standing on the balcony of a house in a city and enjoying the lights of the city. Then all of a sudden uh, there was a brownout and the power just failed all across the city. And all of a sudden he saw uh, above him the stars that he hadn't seen before and they were just so much more beautiful than the city lights. And that's what happens uh, when we interiorize our energy. And that's what calm feeling is, is that a whole world is revealed to us. Uh, Yogananda said, behind the darkness of closed eyes, there shines the light of God. And it's just there. Just uh, Yogananda said that he, he, he saw all of us in light. And there was more real than uh, everything else. In fact, it just was so bright, it just got rid of all the physical forms and and everything. Uh, Yogananda said, as we go through uh, the spiritual eye, uh, the soul starts to have different intuitions as it goes. The spiritual eye is a reflection of the inner spine. And uh, it has a golden ring, which represents the astral world. Then it has a field of blue, which represents Uh, the causal world, uh, and then it has a white star in the center, uh, and that uh, is the star of spirit. And as the soul starts to retrace itself back uh, to infinity, uh, to the divine consciousness in which it came from, uh, as it enters through uh, the yellow field, uh, that is the uh, one starts to see all vibration. It's the world of energy and beyond form. Uh, and uh, And then, as you go through the field of blue, uh, you're free of the ego. Uh, the ego has a post that every ego is a vortex of energy that just pulls everything back to itself. Well you're free of that. you were free of the physical body in the astral world uh, as you're in deep meditation, uh, but then you're you're free in the blue uh, of all ego. Uh, Sri Teshwar, he said that uh, great souls they Create universes when they're on the causal world. Uh, I think God has to wait uh, until they're ready for that responsibility. Um, but but then you you go through the white star, and uh, you experience cosmic consciousness uh, beyond vibratory creation, and these are just soul lessons that the soul is just coming back to uh, through the inner experience, and so. Um, this, it, 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 you really can't develop medit- uh, you can't really develop intuition until you go into deep prayer or deep meditation uh, in that absolute stillness because that's what uh, a calm feeling is and as you uh, go into that then that's when the, the world begins to open up for you. Swami has talked about uh, there are four different ways that you can uh, uh, ways to work at developing our soul intuition, and uh, one uh, is the first one is still the mind by deep meditation. I just read yesterday where the average person has twelve thousand to sixty thousand thoughts a day. And 95% of them are repeated thoughts that we have every day. <laughs> I heard somewhere else that uh, not all these thoughts are positive thoughts. <laughs> and, uh, in a uh, in a book, uh, 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 How to Talk to God by Yogananda, he said that God is always speaking to us all the time. And you know, he, he said that uh, words have vibrate, you know, uh, and uh, and they have energy. And that 's the own vibration he's just it, sometimes that own vibration would sp- speak to master uh, in Bengali or English uh, whenever uh, uh, Yogananda would have a question, but that, that uh, somebody uh, said that they they took um, they learned energization exercises and hong saw and uh, it was their first week uh, of uh, learning these techniques and they just started to hear the own vibration and they said that they could hear it all the time I just sometimes have to remind myself to listen Uh, but that is just the most um, constant divine reality Uh, and it's it's God's voice uh, sustaining holding uh, every uh, aspect of creation Uh, and and God is very personal through the own vibration Uh, and uh, and so um, God, uh, through the ohm but in so many other ways, and subtle hints of intuitive guidance, is speaking to us. And the only way uh, to, to do that, to, to really hear his voice, uh, is through that stillness. Uh, the mind is likened to a shortwave radio. Uh, it has two different modes. Uh, we don't use shortwave radios very much. Uh, down at the village office, we have one, I think. Uh, but it has the two modes. One is broadcast. And this is when you can speak out to the universe. And you can hear yourself and your voice. Uh, and then, uh, but you can't hear anything else around you. And, and then um, uh, there's a, a receive mode on the shortwave radio. And this is when you aren't talking, you're listening. And this is when you can pull in messages from the surrounding environment. And uh, and so this is why, in deep meditation, uh, we'll be able to really commune with God and and to hear him and hear his uh, guidance uh, for our daily lives. Also, it's only in the deepest state of meditation that God can share the deepest truths. Uh, with us. Uh, because we're on a wavelength where we can receive those truths. And then uh, another one is to live consciously uh, in God's blissful presence. There's a beautiful story of Sister Gadimata. Uh She's the most advanced woman disciple of Yogananda. And uh, there was a photo taken uh, and everybody actually was there on this front steps of the, uh, the ashram Mount Washington uh, to greet Yogananda on his return from India. And there were about 100 people there. And they decided uh, he had just arrived back after, was it three years in India? Is that how long he was? And um, we had a hand over there. Oh, uh, was it just a year? Oh, OK. It probably felt like three years to everybody. <laughs> but anyway, there were 100 people there. And they decided to take a picture. And uh, in the picture, everybody was staring at the com- uh, camera. But Sister Gautamanta, she had her back to the camera, and she was just looking at Master. And she, Master was her pole star. And she just always thought of Master, and so much that uh, he would speak uh, at Sunday service miles away for where she, she, because of her health, she wasn't able to, uh, be out much at all, but she could just uh, hear her uh, his words, and uh, she, uh, she said, "I liked when you said that uh, in your talk today, uh, sir." And uh, and Yogananda said, "Oh, you heard that, did you?" Uh, she was that in tune, and you know. The, and then the, another thing is to uh, uh, commune with God uh, in uh, in inner communion. Uh, There's uh, such a beautiful example of Swami Kriyananda when he went to um, uh, visit Ananda Ma, a great woman saint in India that Yogananda had written about in Autobiography Yogi. Uh, Many people would, uh, were Watching the outward aspects of the uh, who was getting special attention from Ananda Moy Ma and who did she recognize and all that and Swami would just sit in the back and he would just be still and he would just feel her presence, and Yogananda said that I mean uh, Ananda Ma said that uh, Swami was like the bee that goes just direct to the lotus flower and takes the honey away, and uh, and that. Uh, Many, she said that he's taken more from me than just many that have been here with me for 25 or more years. uh, Just because of just being absorbed. Uh, And I I was thinking of this process. It's really spiritual osmosis. Uh, What you learned in high school biology, uh, or maybe if you're an advanced student in uh, junior high school biology, um, about a a cell will... um, Take in things from the environment, and then it'll give part of itself back to the environment. And when you have the disciple and you have the guru, um, there has to be that two-way flow, doesn't there? Uh, of the disciple uh, just inwardly drawing the energy from the guru. and uh, But also there has to be a self-offering on the disciple's part uh, of offering... Uh, one's love to the guru, one's energy, uh, Yogananda said uh, uh, serve the work uh, you know it just will help you to be uh, more in tune uh, and you aren't just getting things for yourself. If there's not that interchange uh, what has happened in a, in a cell uh, is that it creates a hard uh, uh, barrier that just can't allow that passage uh, to come into the cell. Uh, uh, John Muir said a lot of people are like marbles, separate and not touching uh, life, and uh, there there has to be that interchange. Uh, in deep in meditation, uh, it's it's changing us more on our astral level, and you know that uh, Yogananda said that when we're practicing kriya yoga one of our advanced techniques uh, with ananda uh, is that yogananda comes and merges with our with his astral body merging into our astral body to help us to do kriya and uh, and so this is we, we, we yogananda wants to to give us uh, uh, everything and uh, we just have to um, be open to that uh, the The last point I want to make uh, is to fill your heart with god 's love and and to to open oneself um, many uh, people uh, we 've all had uh, challenges uh, some maybe sometimes where we haven 't uh, measured up to stuff or wish we 'd done something different and sometimes we can um, think less of ourselves there's a, a a beautiful story of a YtT student a yoga uh, teacher training student at Ananda uh, that uh, was dealing with depression she always felt like she didn't belong on uh, uh, in life and um, she just uh, that she just wasn't good enough um, and uh, she just uh, just had a real poor sense of self-esteem. And she wanted, uh, She found out about Yogananda. And um, she came here and was in the chorus. And she walked up to the Crystal Hermitage to buy a photo of one of the masters. And on the way uh, to the Crystal Hermitage, she got lost. And who did she uh, meet along the way? But Swami Kriyananda. And so he uh, told, gave her directions on how she could get to the Crystal Hermitage, and then so she uh, went in and bought the photo, and then as she was coming out, uh, she saw Swami Kriyananda again, and uh, he said to her, "Have you meditated yet uh, in the in the chapel at the Crystal Hermitage?" And uh, she said, "No." and um, and then she started to turn back towards the expanding light and, and walk away uh, after talking with Swami. And Swami said, I really think you should meditate in the chapel right now. <laughs> well, being on the ball, and uh, uh, she followed Swami's uh, suggestion, and she went into the chapel. And as she was praying, she was opening herself up. To the masters, and uh, and she felt a finger, and she said it was Yogananda's finger. Touch your heart, and all of a sudden, that all that lowest uh, self-esteem and that not being good enough, uh, uh, and all these thoughts, she second-guessing about herself, it all just went away, and uh, her depression left, and the need for medication, everything just went away just because, you know, it was her karma to have it be all removed at that time. But that is just always there, available for us. Uh, God wants to um, touch our heart. Uh, we just have to open our heart and get rid of the hard exterior. And of course, we have all done that uh, in our lives. And as uh, I think, uh, you know, we just need to do it more and better, maybe, you know, work towards perfection with it because we know we're on the right path and we've experienced the benefits of opening our heart to God and feeling God's presence. And, uh, and the more that we do that... Um, uh, you know, because you know everything. It depends on attitude, doesn't it? You know, you can sit and you can be still in meditation, and you can do the techniques, but if the heart isn't full of love, then we will take any kind of experience we have in the wrong way. Uh, and uh, but when uh, when there's that kind of pure love, uh, that we, as we grow deeper into that, God can give us more and more uh, because. Uh, God knows that we're, we're ready to receive it uh, on, on the highest level. Okay. Bless you all. Keep calling him,
1: keep calling. the temple of unceasing prayer, believe that he's approaching there, and call to him, keep calling him. Thou dost know I'm praying, Lord, you know speak not nor ask when to expect from you an answer. You know my heart. I'll call to thee again. Wash thy feet of silence with the waters of my tears. The altar of my soul will be empty till thou comest, I'll wait for thee. Whether he replies or not, keep calling him. In the center of my heart I have a mystic throne for thee. The candles of my joys are dimly burning now in hope, awaiting thy coming. Lo it be Never let your longing die, and call to Him. Keep calling Him, remain persistent, and undepressed, through dark and seeming silence. If in the midst of life, disease, and death you play the dancer, yet keep calling him, you will receive his answer.